It's graduation day. We made it. We're finally graduating high school. We walk across the stage and into the next chapter of our lives. Whether it's work or school, we begin something new. But that's not happening without advice from people. Like, if it's to be, it's up to me. That was my mom's favorite. Or, do it right, do it light. Do it wrong, do it long. And even, wherever you may go, always remember where you came from. I received cards from relatives, books on prayer, how to remain Christian in college. All of these how-tos as, we, as I began something new, as I ventured off on my own. This is what we have here. The Proverbs of Solomon, like a how-to advice book. How to become good. How to become righteous. How, how to become wise and godly in character. With little nuggets of advice thrown in. But a great deal of advice and teachings come also from story. We hear story upon story from Jesus, the great teacher himself. And the gospel is a story in and of itself. Through stories, we can relate to experiences and even find ourselves in those characters. I will attempt to do the same tonight. Verse 5 states, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to want. Story number one. I searched for weeks. I scoured the newspapers, websites, called friends and families, visited several businesses and lots, looking for the perfect one. I was in the market for a new car. Now, some of y'all can relate right away. I searched and searched with no luck, but I did find one. A 2008 Ford Edge, leather seats, moonroof, beige in color, still in the parking lot. I purchased my first car. It was mine. See, I was lucky enough to have a car in high school. A, pass, a Jeep Cherokee passed down from my brother, and then a 2008 Chevy Blazer for my senior year. But this car, this one, was all mine. I bought this car. This first week came, and I was washing it. I was cleaning it every day, vacuuming the, the rugs, making my friends wipe off their shoes even before they got in. All of that. I even signed up for a monthly car wash plan. I had a car cleaning routine, and it was every day. But what happened after a month? What happened after a year? What about now? I don't wash it every day. I rarely vac vacuum the floors, and I stopped doing the little things. I lost diligence and focus. My perspective and passion toward my new car shifted. Story number two. One day, President Lyndon Johnson was visiting the NASA Space Center. He was walking through the halls, and he came across a janitor. Now, this janitor was cleaning so hard, it was like the Energizer Bunny with a mop. Getting after the grit and grime like no one has ever seen or cleaned. President Johnson went up to the janitor and told him that he was the best janitor and the hardest worker he had ever seen. The janitor replied, thank you, sir. 
but I'm not just a janitor. I am here to put a man on the moon. Story number three. One day this mountain man was walking through the wilderness. Suddenly he heard a noise behind him. A bear. The bear charged at him, so the man turned and started to run. As he was running, he came to a cliff, a gorge, a narrow ravine, and a high one at that. The man looked behind him, and the bear was still charging after him. Only one thing to do, jump. The man took a running start and leapt into the air and landed on the other side. The bear stopped and gave a loud roar as if his food was getting away. The man dusted himself off, gave himself a, a self-five, and turned to continue his hike. But when he turned, there stood another bear, a bigger bear, a meaner bear. So the man began to walk backwards slowly. Shuffle, he shuffled his feet until his heels touched the ledge. What is he to do? Which bear does he want to face? The one in front of him or the one behind him? Instead, he looked down into the ravine and saw a bush growing from the rock. He thought, if I could just climb down there, I could wait it out until the bears lose interest. So he began to climb into the ravine. Hanging on to only rocks and roots, he shimmied down low enough where the bears couldn't reach him. Pressed against not only rocks and roots, but his luck, he noticed he was in a patch of high bush cranberries. So he plucked a cranberry from the bush and began to eat. Why do I tell you these stories? Because all three stories deal with something. They deal with perspective. They deal with diligence and presence. The first story dealt with my lack of discipline, my loss of focus in doing the little things to keep my car clean. The perspective I had changed in relation to my car. It was no longer new. The second story speaks to working for a bigger purpose. The janitor had a perspective that his work contributed to putting a man on the moon. Focusing on the work that you do and the purpose that drives your work. Story three. Well, it reminds us not to go walk in the wilderness alone. But it also tells us that in life, we will run into bears. Bears from our past are going to come charging up from behind. Unforeseen bears are going to pop out and jump out in front of us. But in the midst of navigating our past bears and our future bears, we need to find the delicious berries that are right in front of us. We need to eat and enjoy. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to want. We live in a fast-paced world, and living in such speed, we have lost touch with the simple things, the little victories, the smallest of conversations that will make the biggest of differences. There's an epidemic of instant gratification. 
It has been called the McDonaldization of society, a term coined by George Ritzer, not exclusive to America, but most evident in the same. In today's society, we want without the work. We want gain without the grind. We want prize without the pain. We want perks without perseverance, always looking for a shortcut. But the only shortcut in life is discipline. The fastest way from A to B is a straight line, and that straight line is diligence and discipline. We focus too much on the negatives in life, the bears, and look past the positives, the berries. Diligence is defined as careful and persistent work or effort. And the old English definition adds in with love. Careful work in love. Persistent effort with love. I believe sometimes we're not diligent due to the fear of what we actually could accomplish. The person we might become if we push ourselves to that limit. We've all heard our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. What if we set aside our perspective of negativity and fear for a perspective of positivity, planning, diligence, and faith? How great would our perspective be on life if we could replace fear with faith? Now, I'm not saying to go in blinded by faith in every situation or every opportunity that presents itself. But if we could be diligent in keeping the faith in all we do, working in faith, not fear. Because the only thing that fear and faith have in common is a, is a belief in a future that hasn't happened yet. They just differ in outcome. See, fear believes in a negative outcome. Faith believes in a positive outcome in Christ. Both require the same amount of belief. And we have seen in this Easter season, we have seen our faith in the beauty of resurrection. Let's keep the faith and be diligent in our faith. For then we find abundance in Christ, leaving us not in want. Diligence in perspective, diligence in positivity, Diligence and faith. Now that's a future that I'm looking forward to.